Welcome to the She Builds Show. I'm your host, Stephanie Olson, a licensed general contractor who builds new construction, renovates, and designs your vision. Today, more than ever, we need raw, authentic women who are willing to rise above society's norms, break those glass ceilings, and encourage each other to boldly build the life we were meant to live. So honey, what are you building? Welcome to the She Build Show. Today I have Eileen David, who runs her incredible all-female painting business, Georgian Bay Painters. Welcome to the show, Eileen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so tell me who Eileen is. What makes you you? I'm just curious. I, you know, I want to know about you. <laughs> well, I'm 24, and I'm calling you from Penetanguishene, Ontario, Canada. I saw that word and I was like, what in <laughs> the heck is this? Can you just, I yeah. just want you to like spell it for people because it's the longest okay. word I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. P-E-N-E-T-A-N-G-U-I-S-H-E-N-E. Oh my Lord. So, How do you say it again? Penetanguishene. Oh my God. We just call it penitenting for short. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So yeah. you're a tiny little baby, 24 years old, living in a, a town. Is that where you grew up? No. So I grew up two and a half hours south of here in a town called Brantford, Ontario, where Wayne Gretzky's from. Okay. We moved up here 12 years ago to get away from the city life. And now we live five minutes from Georgian Bay, beautiful water, beautiful sand, yeah. So I pretty much, I grew up playing a lot of sports, so I'm pretty athletic. So it helps with the painting because we're outside with big ladders all the time. Right. <laughs> so that part really helped me out. Do you like outdoorsy? Do you like to, yeah. do you have dogs? I have a little beagle. She's actually on the bed next to me. So she might start howling anytime. <laughs> What's um, her name? Gracie. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. So, little beagles. They have like the tiniest little legs. Yeah. I'm outside a lot. We go to our cottage, which is about an hour and a half away up in Muskoka. We spend most of our summers up there when I'm not working. So pretty much every other weekend, I still do some sports and the summer I do baseball and ball hockey and try and stay really active to help me out in the summertime. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Where did you learn to paint? Where did this come from? So I started one summer because a girl I knew in high school, she was doing this student painting. And I didn't have a job yet for the summer. So she asked me if I wanted to come on board. Had no painting experience whatsoever. I ended up loving it since we were outside all the time. But I feel like we probably wrecked more houses than we made them beautiful because none of us <laughs> had any proper training at all. It was just here's a brush, go for it kind of thing. And then the next summer, I ended up working up in Muskoka and I lived at my cottage the entire time. Did professional painting up there because there's these massive multi-million dollar cottages up that way so we Mm -hmm. did a lot of work for high-end clients so I got some actual real experience then and then the next few summers I just stayed around here and painted for multiple different people and got good at it and realized that it was something that I really enjoyed it didn't feel like a job it just felt like you're spending the day outside listening to your favorite music and just working away in the sun So you did not go to college. You went straight from like high school to working? No. So I ended up, I took an extra year at high school because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet. So after that, I went into sport management and I went down to Niagara College near Niagara Falls. And I did that for two years. It was technically a three-year program, but you could opt out at the two-year mark. And that's what I did because I realized that maybe I shall 
start my own painting business. And then I just finished up with a general business degree. So I have business and sport administration for college level. And I started the business while I was still in college. So I was making that two and a half hour trek home a few days a week and then drive back to school to do my classes in between. Okay, so you're extremely young. And I think I just want to know your mindset and like who in your life or what motivated you to have the confidence in yourself and the ability to say, I can run a business and I'm going to go do it. Where did that come from? I mean, you have to have some amazing support in your life at that young of an age to have the one, the cash mm-hmm. <laughs> and to like the confidence. Where did that come from? Definitely my parents. Like I'm an only child. So I was always center of attention. And my parents always made it clear, like you do whatever you want to do. Like if you want to do this, go for it. You do that. Just chase pretty much whatever you want to do. And I also have the most amazing friends who, once I did start the business, they just were marketing for me like absolute crazy. So I definitely have a really wonderful support system. And I feel like definitely playing sports as a kid and being motivated that way. Because you're just like very self motivated. Yeah. So I'm super independent because I was on my own. I didn't have any siblings or anything. So I've always been super independent at a young age. Like I moved up to my cottage when I was 17 by myself and have no problem being away from home at school. So it's definitely a lot of self-motivation, but my parents definitely give a lot of kudos to them. for Right. Do do your mom or dad own their own business? No. So when my dad just started his own property maintenance business, kind of bounce off of what I'm doing so we can like, you know, give each other clients and stuff. They never had their own business before. Like my mom was in graphic design and my dad was in the car business. But once I did start the painting business, my dad, he's like, okay, I guess I'm your maintenance guy. So he'll <laughs> help me clean all my tools and we'll organize the garage. And he helps out a lot through that. I definitely couldn't do it without him. So where did, did you save up money? Did you, where did the money come? Cause I know painting supplies. I looked at some of your Instagram and like you have scaffoldings and I'm sure you have paint sprayers and all the brushes. And I know that stuff is not cheap. Yeah. How did you pay for those things at the beginning? So I got some grants from the government for school. It's called OSAP. And the money that I had left over from that year, I put it all into painting supplies. So a guy who I worked with before had 24 foot ladders, like all the cut cans, the tools, everything I needed to like get going. He sold it to me for like $600. And I'm pretty sure that was all the money I had left. That was it. And then I started getting jobs slowly just through like friends of the family and stuff. So I could build a little bit more money to buy more supplies. But that's the stuff I bought for $600. That was like more than enough that I needed. As the year started going on, I, I could afford my own stuff and slowly start building my inventory of crazy amount of ladders and everything else that I have. (laughs) Okay. So now you have, I'm guessing you have some sort of truck or van that you drive around in. Yes. I upgraded. So I started out with my 06 Honda Civic and I would shove like 10 foot ladders in the back and have the trunk open and just shove all my stuff into this tiny little car. And then last summer I didn't want to buy a truck right out yet. So I bought a RAV. I guess it was two summers ago now just a old RAV to get me to and from with a roof rack. And then last May, I upgraded to my Colorado. So slowly started making more money so I could finally get the truck. And then that just made life a lot easier. Oh yeah, you definitely need a truck. 
when you started, is there, I'm just, I'm just trying to like figure out your mindset of how you go from, you know, just, I kind of look at you like my daughter, like how would my daughter ever like have the the gumption and the the confidence to do that? Obviously mom made, I'm guessing a logo for you. And then how did you start getting jobs? What was your process there? So the first few jobs were like friends of the family and like people my parents worked with. And then I started making my Instagram and Facebook. So I would post pretty regularly of anything that I painted. doesn't matter how big or small, just so I could have a little bit of a portfolio when people would try and find me. And then that's when I started boosting my posts and slowly starting getting recognized in the area. I made one post that for the, I think it was right at the start of the pandemic saying how I had no work and we weren't really sure it was going to happen. And that post kind of exploded. And I got a lot of jobs from that one single Facebook post. I think I had like 500 shares or something like that. So a small town mentality. And then everyone starts talking. So all my jobs pretty much now are just word of mouth. Or if they see my truck driving around town, they'll call me. Mm -hmm. But pretty much everything's just word of mouth. And now, like, I don't really have to search for any clients or anything. That's amazing. Who's on your crew? So right now, I got my best friend, Jordan. She's been with us for, I guess this is her third summer. And then I have another friend. Her name's Brett. She started in September of last year. But before that, I had my other friend, Brittany. So everyone I is on my crew are my friends, but they always say, don't work with your friends, but I have the most amazing friends in the entire world. And so Brittany was with me for the last couple of years too. And I honestly couldn't do it without those girls because the amount of jobs we have completed is absolutely insane. And they just picked up like that. And, and they, they had no that. prior painting experience. Jordan didn't, but she caught on super fast. And Brittany, her dad was a painter. So she had a little bit of experience, but a lot of it was just through me showing them the ropes and stuff. And then they, caught, I, was, I was shocked at how fast everybody caught on. Cause I know it took me like quite a few years to kind of figure out, okay, now what do I do next? So, right. yeah. So do you, I looked at your website. You have is, I don't know what the rules are in Canada. Do you have to have a painting contractor's license? No. no. So you pretty much need WSIB, which is like workers comp and then your company insurance and then a few other little things, but you don't have to have any kind of licenses for painting. Pretty much every trade you do, but for some reason they don't have anything for painting just yet. Okay, cool. So you didn't have to go take a test. It's just experience-based. And then obviously if you do a good job, they're going to tell people. Yeah, pretty much anyone can become a painter, but not everyone's going to be a good one. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in California and you can't like walk sideways without a license. So... (laughs) Uh, all of our painters have to have painting contractor licenses, which is a different thing. But so if you could do, I'm just curious, like, how are you handling everything? Like, you know, how long has it been three years or something like that, that you've started? Yeah. Yeah, So three and a half now. Being an entrepreneur is hard. And, you know, I was just talking to my friend the other day and he's like, he's a dentist, but he runs his own practice. And he says the hardest thing about my job is being a leader and being a good boss and knowing how to treat people, you know, and then delegating everything. He goes, if I just had to clean teeth every day, I'd be fine. But it's the harder part that stretch and it stretches me too. It's I'm not perfect at being a leader or a boss or delegating because I think most of the time entrepreneurs are 
people who are really, really highly motivated and can get stuff done themselves. And then when you get to the top and you get crazy busy, you have to let go. How are you doing with that? Well, the first few years were fine. Like I do all my quoting and sending out quotes. I do color consultations. So it helps to have the crew working as I can like run in and out all over the area. This year was probably the hardest year so far. I was just burnt out. And people are just, they just call you all the time. It's like, I'm on call 24 seven, like nine o'clock on a Friday or 7am on a Saturday. It gets draining after a while, kind of communicate with so many people. And now it's like, I used to get a few calls each week, but now I'm getting a few calls every day for quotes. Mm -hmm. And so every day after work, I'm going quoting and then I got to send them out. And then I have my own stuff to do after work. And then I got to clean all the tools and move jobs around. So this year definitely was an eye-opening experience of burnout and just, okay, how can I do this without actually killing myself with the Mm -hmm. burnout? Because I've never experienced that before. So, and it was hard because everybody around me was like, oh, your work, it's so great. It's so amazing. Like you're doing so well. But on the inside, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. So this year was definitely hard, especially COVID, like in Canada, everything was shut down for so long. Like we couldn't do anything and go out anywhere. So it was just constant working and gets damn cold here too. So you're just stuck inside. But now I'm starting to juggle things better because the weather's starting to turn around. Like we've been outside all month. So that's starting to get better, but definitely hard. And having an accountant really helps me a lot. She tells me who to pay and when to pay it. And she does my payroll. So that's a weight off my shoulders. But lining up the jobs is a very difficult task, especially working with contractors. It's a love-hate relationship. Because everything gets delayed around here, like trim, all that's delayed a month. So when I line up a job, I want to go in and just complete it all. But sometimes working for bigger companies, I'll go in and then they're like, okay, come back at this time. I'm like, this doesn't work for me. Like we need a a set schedule. The wintertime wasn't too bad. I could juggle things around. But now that it's outside, I'm trying to stray away from too many contractors because I can't just drop everything one day when they need the paint to be rushed and done. Right. Um, So... I'm starting to figure things out and like the balance of life. And do you, you know, have a business to... coach? No, <laughs> I'm a business coach and I should definitely have one because. Well, I'm just money. curious, honey, because every entrepreneur faces this wall, everyone, and you are not alone. And I can tell in your eyes that this has been hard and yeah. I do not want you to give up. But you do, you do need to identify two things by the end of this week that you could delegate and who you could delegate them to. My first, like, and you want to do the low hanging fruit. Okay. To me, I'm sure you could train somebody in a day or two, how to wash your brushes and take care of your tools. I know that that might. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) Okay. So what else could you delegate? What do you absolutely hate doing? Sending out quotes. <laughs> okay, so nobody, this is what I do. When I when I do a quote, I have mm-hmm. my little remarkable and I go and I jot all my crazy notes down and I have my virtual assistant who I send it to and she knows my craziness and she puts it together for me and then I review it. And so mm-hmm. I'm not actually spending the hour or two typing it up yeah 
there's this thing called Upwork where you have all of the, have you ever heard of that? No. So it's like basically freelancers that are not your employees that you don't have to hire full-time. You could use them for five hours a week, 10 hours a week, 40 hours a week. I just highly encourage you to identify the three things that maybe you could delegate because you're going to kill it and you already are, but you just really, really, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16 and I've been running businesses for that long. I'm almost 40 and I know how you feel and it sucks Yeah, because you just like, whenever my husband is, whenever I'm like, I quit, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. I quit. He's always like, what do you need to delegate? Because that's always the answer. What do you need to get rid of, babe? So to me, I just recognize that and see that in you. And you're probably making enough money where you could spend 500 bucks a month where you spend an hour a week with a business coach so that you could really level up and recognize the things that you need to delegate and, and hire more people and, and do the things that you need to do to not feel that way because it's not the job of an entrepreneur. Cause what was the, what was the book I read that was like, I became an entrepreneur and all I did was created a job for myself and I work harder than I would have ever worked working for someone else. Yeah. Right. So if you don't, that's why I'm like curious, like if your parents ran businesses, if you had any of that experience and it doesn't sound like you have anybody in your life that's running a business also and knows how you feel. And I would, maybe you have like a mentor or somebody in mind that runs a badass business there. And you can be like, Hey, what can I pay you to help me on a weekly basis to level up? Because honey, it's time. You can't drown underneath all this, you know? (laughs) No, I feel like definitely it just sucks too, because the prices of houses in Canada are just astronomically insane so none of us can move out like I would love to have my own space and that would probably be better for me but just being at home all the time with my parents and not having a proper shop and all that stuff just kind of takes a toll because the house prices here are it's nuts so maybe it's time for an investor maybe it's time to to ask somebody you know hey can you give me a hundred grand so I can rent a shop and get some tools and hire some employees and you know make the ship blow up or maybe it's time you know, to scale back to where, Hey, I'm only going to take so many jobs. You have to choose your path. Right. Yeah. But I definitely learning process right now for me. So that way when I'm 30, I have it totally figured out. (laughs) Oh, honey, you won't trust me. No, I know. (laughs) Hypothetically. But you are, you are well on your way. Okay. So is this with that question, do you see this as like your career path? Like this is where you want to go the rest of your life. How do you envision yourself, you know, in five years? Do you still want to be painting physically or do you want to be running the business? That's a tough question because the best part of the job is the painting. Like that's therapeutic to me, but I know if I got to grow, then I'm going to be off the brush a little more. That's not necessarily true. There's lots of entrepreneurs that have what's called, you know, you can have an integrator, somebody that runs the the day-to-day business and you actually get to paint. So you really have to just stay focused on what it is that, you know, truly makes you happy and keep going towards that. Yeah. I think that what you're doing is absolutely incredible. Do you have anything that you would like to say to just like anybody your age? Because honestly, I'm 40 and when I are almost 40, when I was your age, 
becoming a painting contractor or even becoming a contractor was the furthest thing from my mind. And I think it is so freaking cool that at 18, 19, 20, 21, that that was even in your mind, that that was something that you could do and that you wouldn't be afraid of and you could take it on. What could you say to other people that possibly are your age or younger that they would need to hear? Don't be afraid. Just go out and try, at least try. I've always had that mindset of like, we're not giving up no matter what's happening. Like we're just not giving up. And if I've got to work 60 hours a week, then that's so be it. So definitely just chase your dreams because you never really know what's going to happen. Like I never really thought in the beginning it would explode as fast as it did. And I've had all these amazing opportunities and especially being on this podcast, I was on another one. I've been in the paper. So you never really know what's going to happen. So just try. And it's nice to see that now there's more girls in the trades. Like, I don't know what it's like down your way, but in Canada, there's definitely a lot more women in the trades now because that's honestly, that's where the money is. Like I see all these people in university and they're coming out making minimum wage in the end. So definitely just get out there get your name out, you know, do whatever you have to do. Like if you have to go door to door, go door to door. Like, you know, you have lots of opportunities. If you start doing good work and then people like it, people will talk and you never right. know where it's with you. What's been your experience? Because we're not going to ignore the fact that it's like your girl and that your logo's pink and you have a pink sweatshirt on. And like, what has been your feedback from the community, from the other contractors? What's been your experience? Because not only are you a girl, but you're, you know, young, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of older you know, very experienced people out there. What has been your experience? Have you had anything, you know, just crush you or has it been positive? I haven't really had any super bad experiences yet. Like I deal a lot with other women. If there's a family, it's usually the wife dealing with me or contractors are always super respectful. So I've never really had any bad situations as of yet. And definitely helps once I do good work for somebody then they give me a good feedback to other people. Like I have jobs now where like, oh, so-and-so recommended you. And I don't even know who that is. I have, I have no clue who that company is or anything. Right. But I, we do get hit on sometimes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You just learn to brush it off and just be like, yeah, yeah, what I, I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> yeah, so with all the feedback has been good so far. And if there's a couple, every once in a while, you'll get that call, be like, hey, you know, miss a spot or I'm not, super happy with this, you go back and you do it right and you don't extra charge people. So yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that the community and the industry has been kind to you (laughs) (laughs) because otherwise, you know, it's hard to keep going when you're, you feel unwelcomed. So I think that's incredible that your community is like that and they're supporting you. And obviously and it must speak volumes to the incredible work that you do and the attention to detail. What do you even like about painting? Like, I want to shoot my brains out if I have to paint anything. Actually, you know what? I prefer, I don't mind caulking, but man, I hate painting. (laughs) I honestly love cutting. I think that's super, it's like just so therapeutic to me. Like just watching the paint go on and seeing the before and the after transformations of a house. Like we've done some pretty crazy stuff where we take it from run down to looking absolutely amazing. It's just like you drive around town and you're like, hey, I did that house. I did this house. I just find everything so great about it that I don't even feel like it's a job or a chore. I just go out and I have fun. So with painting, you either like it or you hate it, I feel like. (laughs) 
<laughs> my, dog, my mom hates it. My dad likes it. So I don't know. I just clicked one day and I thought this was fun. <laughs> do you do any, I, you mentioned color, what did you say? Color consultations. So do you have like a design element to your business where you're really helping people choose colors? Do you say anything when the color looks like duty? Because what I can't stand is like, I think one of the first first or second flips I did, I picked a color, the painters painted it. I show up and I'm like, oh my God, like, why did you not say anything on the first spray? It looks horrible. You know, and they're like, oh yeah, we thought so too. But then they kept (laughs) painting it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, why can't I have like a painter that actually has a design eye, like a tiny bit? Yeah, no, it's taken some work to get the design eye and like the undertones and like what works good with certain furniture and lighting and stuff. So it's definitely been a learning curve for me. I wanted to take a design course, but I just haven't gone around to it. So it's pretty much all experience now. So if we start painting somebody's home and the color's just atrocious, then we stop. We just shut it down and we pick something new or we'll try and adjust the color. Like you never really know from the color swatches till you get it on the wall anyways. But I have like a probably like 40 favorite colors that I try and rotate through and get people interested in. And then we bounce ideas off each other because a lot of people have really hard time choosing colors. So it's nice to give them a little bit of a hand and then hopefully they're happy by the end of it. But right. What's like probably been the hardest or most difficult or, you know, painting that you've done? I did one project where we painted the ceiling and because of like the uplighting in the house, it just the color looked off and I had to like convince them that like the color was the same, but it was the lighting and it wasn't us. And do you ever run into anything like that where customers, you know, just, just doesn't work out because of certain things? Yeah, we've been quite lucky. Everyone's been really good with us. So I haven't had any bad of a nightmarish job. Like I'm trying to think back now and I can't really think of anywhere where we had a super hard time. The custom homes are definitely the biggest challenge because they don't build them with painters in mind because <laughs> everything is just all weird angles and heights are all over the place. But I've never really had a nightmarish time so far. So just, that's been good. Just we'll maybe get, like jobs. No, no, no. Just maybe jobs that are hard, like tall ceilings and a lot no, of work. I, I don't find anything too difficult like at all. Like maybe the girls will have a different opinion, but I'm thinking about it. Just maybe vaulted ceilings are hard, but I don't know. Ceilings are your are shoulders hard. just like ripped? Yeah, <laughs> maybe not, but they, I feel like they are ceilings are usually my favorite part because I got the technique down pat now, but no, I find that like, even if jobs are super hard on the outside that people think I just breeze through it because I'm enjoying myself and I like the challenge too. I like when properties give me a little bit of a, oh, how the heck am I going to do this? And then we figure it out and it's fine. So, right. And then you get it done. And then let's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love, love, love your attitude that you're just like, no, oh, we're good. <laughs> There's always a solution to every problem. There's a way to do it. It's got to be a way. (laughs) Right. And you know what? That is the perfect attitude to have because that's literally like my job title is problem solver. And I, you know, one of our core values is like to not hire anybody that has a problem mentality. I want a solution mentality. I want somebody who sees the problem and tells me about it. And five seconds later, I don't want to hear any more about the problem. What's the solution? How are we going to fix it? 
And that sounds exactly like your mentality that you're like, okay, there's got to be a way. Somebody else was going to do it. We got to figure it out. No negative attitudes here. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Okay. So is there any, is there just anything else you'd like to say to the audience or, you know, encourage them in some way? I just think you're such a light and, and you just are doing such an incredible job. And I want to encourage you to reach out. There's such a huge community of trade women and contractors and, you know, women in the trades online. And I think it's so incredible that there is that because it makes us feel not so alone. And I just, I want you to know that you're not alone. That like, and you're just, but you are absolutely like going through the forest and trudging the path on your own. Like I want to acknowledge that, that you're doing something so incredible. Yeah. I don't even know what I would like to say. I want more ladies to become in the trades and be a painter. Like in my area alone, we have quite a few women painters. So I do have a community around here that I, I have this one really good friend. We bounce ideas off of each other all the time. So if we have a job, we're like, how the heck should I go about this? Then we can text each other and you know get some feedback from each other. But I am in a lot of like painting pages on Instagram and stuff of other painter women. So there's always somebody to talk to in my DMs about what's going on and what they're doing. And then I have some friends in the States who will send me some tips and tricks and all the good stuff too. So I know there's a good community out there. It takes a while for me to actually talk to people and you yeah, know, you're so busy. <laughs> yeah. What is like your best? Okay. What I just am curious, like, do you have a super great tip, like a super great painting tip? Like how do you get a super straight line with tape or like, what is this just a great tip? So we don't use tape for straight lines, but... Okay, uh, well, tell me then. What do you do? You cut in everything. is what matters. Like, I've pretty much trial tested every single brush I can find here. And the perfect brush is the Proforms. I don't know where they're made or where they come from, but we have them at one store in my town and nobody else really sells them. And that will give you the most perfect line ever. <laughs> like, really? Okay, Proform, right? Is that what you Pro-form. said? Yeah. Okay. I've given it to even my friends to try out who have never painted before. And they're like, oh my God, this is beautiful. So the good materials matter. Like I've had some clients saying, oh, like you can use my roller. Like it's been in my garage for a while, but you don't need to buy materials because I have the stuff. And I look at it and it's covered in dirt and looks like it was pulled out of the trash. So good materials matter. That's how you get a really good paint job is having good materials and keeping them nice and fresh and clean all the time. It just really helps. You reuse your brushes and you, you clean them out. Do you just lay them to dry? Do you ever wrap them in any plastic? Like how do you, or do you like every single day, everything gets washed out and we start again the next day. Cause like, I know there's all of those things out there. There's like, put your brush in the little plastic thing or wrap it in a bag. Do you do any of that? Yeah. So I soak them in TSP and then that just makes the paint pretty much fall off of them. And then we'll wrap them in a towel or like paper towel to keep them nice and crisp at the edge. For like little rollers, I don't bother washing those unless I use them for like a couple minutes because they're just, they're cheap and I just throw them away. Big rollers, sometimes I save them, but usually we're using them for three days and then they get all crusty. So wash them sometimes, but mostly it's just the brushes that I take most care for because they're like 30, 35, $40 sometimes. Right. Um, so I take how good much care of those. Time, how much time can you get out of a brush? It depends what kind of paint you're using too. Like right now we're using exterior stain and they don't last very long they get gunked up from the heat and the paint is so thick 
So with the indoor brushes, like I can have them for like uh, two or three months if we take good care of them. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Pro frame. I'm going to have to try that. So I can cut in a line at the ceiling and I'll be master. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't mind cutting in. I think like painting the walls with the roller and like, if you don't have the right paint and you don't have, you know, you don't take the time to do a primer, you know, you just like, I guess I'm just not patient. Yeah. I'm just not patient enough. Do you have a certain paint brand that you like? I use Benjamin Moore. Okay. Uh, I pretty much don't use anything else because we don't really have anything else because I'm kind of out in the boonies. Like we're like two hours from Toronto. So there's limited what we can actually use, but I love Benjamin Moore. It's my ride or die. So. (laughs) <laughs> my Benjamin me and Ben are we a ride or die <laughs> I'm pretty tight with the Benjamin Moore rep around here too so he helps me I can give him a call anytime and he'll tell me what product to use so good relationship with the company and that I like their product that's awesome I think that's so important because they help so much and they know they know the product and they know what to tell you and here use this I've run into a lot of paint stuff where it's like well okay what do we do I need you to yeah. come help me <laughs> well that's so awesome can you tell the people what your website is, where to follow you, where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at GBay Painters. And then my website is www.georgianbaypainters.com. Awesome. And are you like fully booked for the summer? Not quite. I still have a few openings. I have a couple appointments set up. We're going to see if I can get some jobs on the islands. So I have to take a boat taxi out there. So I'm trying to save some spots for people, but I know by the end of this month, we'll probably be all booked up. That's awesome. Well, sweetie, I am so glad that I got to meet you and that you are here and that you are out there just killing it. And honestly, if I could be any help to you whatsoever, hey, Steph, what do you do about this? Or how do you delegate that? I would love to just you know support you in any way that I can because... I see myself in you. (laughs) You're a little go-getter. And I'm just really proud of you. And I'm proud of what you're doing. And thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. It was so great to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for joining me today on the She Build Show. My name is Stephanie Olson. My hope is that this episode leaves you feeling empowered and ready to boldly take that step into building the life that you envision. One, two by four at a time. And if you can do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I get giddy over reading the reviews each week, and I will choose one special person to win some SheBuild swag. Make sure you add your name to the review, and I'll reach out if you're the winner. Thanks again for hanging out. Be sure to visit me at theshebuildshow.com, where you can ask me questions and share with me what you're building.